it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are here with a special episode where we'll be reviewing pre-season and discussing uh, what leaves, what lies ahead, what it leaves is looking like going into the new season. I am Scott Carney and before I introduce my guest, just a personal message to Graham Palmer. Graham is a massive fan of the podcast and just want to say all of us here at Club at 22 send our best mate. Uh, I have personally been where you have been uh, right now and all I can say is just stay strong uh, and be there for each other. Uh, our thoughts are are very much with you both. So joining me um, first of all tonight is Alistair Pearson. Ali, how are you, mate? Have you recovered from Germany yet? No. Monday <laughs> for me was I don't even know. I was in working Monday. Oh, I was, was, horrible, I, was I was there physically, but um, that was a bit. To be honest, um, that that was a struggle in Monday. Even today, Carney, like I said off camera to you. I I'm not built for doing the days anymore. I mean, that's like that was like a stag do basically. So. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yesterday, mate, yeah, I was not in a very good state, not a very good state at all, but I mean, it was all worth it. Um, and here to carry us through this podcast, uh, a man that probably needs no introduction, uh, the CEO of Four Lads Had a Dream, Stevie Clifford. Stevie, thank you very much for making another appearance with us tonight, mate. Thanks for the invite, mate. Can you be CEO when it's only really you? Can you uh, be well, in charge of yourself? Like, it's not really a title. You know, oh. I, I give myself to be fair, but um, I've seen a few others call themselves managing editors and all that kind of stuff. I'm not into that. I'm just Stevie. You know, what I mean, I get some help. Like the boys come on every now and then and, and guest and stuff like that, which is much appreciated. But I'm definitely CEO of nobody, army of one kind of thing. But Boston boys, it's uh, good to be here. It's always good to talk about Rangers. Thanks for the invite on. Much no problem. 
No problem, mate. Um, so our pleasure, literally. I don't know what else would I call you then? Like just Stevie Clifford from Four Lads Had a Dream. Is that is that good enough? I always like to give you a bit of a title, mate, because you know I, f- I feed that bit in you. I'm like I'll feed I'll feed that, and Stevie likes that kind of stuff. But mate, I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. <laughs> yeah, I want people normally call me, mate. So it's yeah. absolutely fine. So yeah, no worries. Uh, before we get into things, just a shameless plug to support the podcast to reach the next level. You can join the channel for as little as 99p a month. You can also buy the podcast a coffee uh, by joining the coffee and join the Coffee by Legend membership, even via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are in the description for this podcast. As you can tell, I'm still not over Germany. <laughs> I'm like, even today at work, I was trying to talk to people and I was like, hey, what? Sorry, what? Very confused about what my job was today. But no, uh, we'll try and get through it. We'll try and get through it. So yeah, tonight we're going to kind of discuss pre-season as a whole, I think, and kind of break different bits down, positive concerns, all that kind of stuff, um, and we'll see, see where we end up um, from that. People that want Germany stories, they'll come, don't worry, the Germany stories will come, but Stevie wasn't there, it would be very unfair if me and Ali just sat and spoke about Germany, so they will come, don't worry, there's, there's see, plenty. To be honest, seeing how you sent pints of beer at like seven in the morning, I'm quite looking forward to the, the Germany stories as well, to be honest, you boys fire on. Stop talking about beer, mate. It makes me feel queasy. Stop. It makes me feel queasy. Uh, I'm off it, mate, forever. I've said that as soon as we got on the flight coming back. I was like, I'm off it forever. I'm never going back. But that'll be, it'll all change once it, uh, I get back to the football on Saturday. So, yeah, pre season games. I say pre season's out of the way. Um, Kamarnik is literally just around the corner now. The games that we played, um, is it Holsha FC? Obviously, there was no fans at that. We won that 2 0. Uh, a penalty. By Tav, I see my goal lost 2 1 to Newcastle with McGregor's testimonial. Sam Lammers scoring the goal there. Hamburg 1 2 1. Should have scored more probably. Um, Sakala getting the goal under penalty from James Tavernier. Lost to Olympiacos 3 1. Again, another penalty. Hoffenheim 2 2 draw, um, which was just on Saturday there. Uh, a penalty by Tav and uh, a goal by Lammers. Stevie. It's hard to read into scores on pre-season. I 100% get that. It's probably not the, the main focus that you should have within pre-season. Um, people are, but we're in a results business, mate. As far as every Rangers fan's concerned, you know what happens, mate, when we don't see we don't see Rangers winning. You got It's a weird feeling when you're you're meant to accept that Rangers didn't win a game because it's only a pre-season. And I'm one of the ones, generally. I'm one of the, at first, I'm very much one of the people. But overall, in the games as a whole, mate, where was your negatives? Where was your positives? What's your overall feeling of the of the games that you've seen so far? I know that's quite a broad question, mate, but we will break it down further as we go into it. Well, I think the positives are that pre-season is over. It's, it's, it's upon us. I don't think anyone massively enjoys it because it can be it can be a bit, you know, misgiving at times. It's only this time last year where we, we thrashed West Ham 3-1 and literally scored some amazing you know, free-flowing passing moves, some great finishes. Rabi Matondo had the game of your life. And then fast forward, you know, nearly a year and probably all of us couldn't wait to get him out the door. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't take too much from it. I think, you know, obviously as I've grown up, you kind of learn that it's all about fitness and, and all about kind of just getting the players up to speed as quickly as possible. There's no magic wand here. We all wanted a revamp. We wanted a rebuild, whatever you want to call it. And we've got it. You know, nine players in, you chuck Cantwell or Raskin in from January. That's 11 new players. And it's a it's a hefty rebuild. And if you then factor in players still to go out, maybe there's still even one or two more to come in. So, you know, 
it's going to take us time. I'm very much of the, the mindset that it doesn't matter how we get our results in the first month or two as long as they come. And then I expect things to maybe get a wee bit more free-flowing. But as for, for as for pre-season, it'd be difficult. You know, you're coming away from games being disappointed in performances individually and collectively. There are some moments in these games, especially Saturday in that first half, where you were genuinely thinking, what are, what are we watching here? But there's context everything. You know, we didn't have a defence on Saturday, certainly not a central one. So, you know, I, I think there's, there's positives. You know, even on Saturday, I think, the way we came back was good and stuff like that. There's been moments, but over largely overall, can't say I've been massively over-impressed by performances individually or collectively. I think a few of them have stood out. John Suter, Sam Lammers have a, has a bit, really big pre-season, but I think, you know, others are maybe holding back and stuff, which in all fairness, I'm quite happy with. I don't want to see Todd Cantwell going 100% and picking up, you know, a growing strain and being out for the first four weeks. So, you know, I can live with that. Because the only thing that matters is come, you know, 5.15 on Saturday, we're on it and we're ready to go. And that's that's ultimately it. That's what pre-season is for. It's all built to this very moment. And if we had won five pre-season games, 3-0 every game and sauntered, you know, to victories and, and, and it all had been pretty and easy, then we probably wouldn't have learned anything. So we've seen enough to, you know be sure of a couple of things and enough to be kind of slightly concerned about others. But pre-season wise, I'm glad it's over. I'm sure fitness wise, it'll, it'll put a lot into the players. They probably have a lighter week this week on the run up and we'll start to kind of normalize once again. But in, in answer to your question, there's been ups and downs as I'm sure we'll cover, but I'm, I'm glad it's over now. The time for talking and, and writing about pre-season and all that is over now. It's time to get into it and it's, it's imperative that we get off to a very good start. Yeah, Ali, I think we are probably guilty of um, reacting to the pre-season as a podcast. I mean, as a podcast, we react to pre-season the same way we would react to a positive game because you're used to doing this sort of content where we're all very ruthlessly honest, I feel, about how we feel about the things that we are seeing. On Saturday, mate, I say we've done post-matches to every game. That's why I'm just going to come at you, Ali, for Saturday. I think Saturday, first half, as Stevie mentioned, it concerned me so much that I was going, I would literally have got no idea what we're doing. I couldn't figure out what we were doing, that it probably had a negative effect, probably rolling into the second half for me. And said of muted breath, probably not helped by German lager also. But I, I do believe in the first half I was a wee bit like I'm not kinda I'm not sure what we were doing. But again, again what Stevie said, you have to give the team credit for coming back the way they did in the second half. Yeah, I mean if out of all us lads in the podcast, Carney, Ryan's probably the more, he doesn't go a bit as tonto as we do sometimes. I think we judge a game sometimes as if it's a, a normal game, if you yeah. know what I mean. Me and you are terrible. Me and you yeah. are terrible for it, yeah. In terms of let's caveat it with is, as Stevie says, it's pre-season, it's, it's minutes in the legs. I think Ryan said when we were out in Germany, Carney, how many times have you seen Rangers have a, a poor pre-season, if you want to say, in terms of results, and then we hit the ground running and win titles? You've seen it before growing up, so I don't read in it read into it too much, but at the same time, you're looking for patterns of play, what the team might be. But then again, caveat with we've brought eight players in, potentially well, it's going to be nine soon with Sifuentes coming in the door. So it'll take time to gel. I think it'll take weeks before he really knows what the team's going to be going forward, Carney. Um but Saturday first, I said to you after the Olympiacus game, I had 
concerns after that game. And I thought I might see a wee reaction when they played um, Hoffenheim. And I, I didn't see it in the first half. I thought they were they were off it. The, the, the defending has been a worry for me in pre-season. But again, we've tinkered with it. Sadly, ain't our back four. You're, you're going in there with Yefeko and uh, Balgan in centre-halves. I mean, that, that ain't our back foot. I'm very surprised that we see that again this season. Um, so you need to sort of calm down slightly a wee bit. But as Stevie says, Saturday at quarter past five against Kilmarnock, that's that's where it begins for Rangers. Um, if Rangers go out and beat Kilmarnock convincingly, <laughs> you'll forget about that pre-season there. Um, but Saturday is when it begins for Rangers. And um, it'll be tough against Kilmarnock because McInnes has got them organised and... But I'm not, I've had time to sit back, Carney, and sort of, I know we had a few babies in us at a time, but yeah, I'm um, I'm, I'm confident going forward. We all asked for change. We all asked for it last season. We've got the change. So it's going to take time, unfortunately, to, to bed in, but we should have enough, I'd like to hope, domestically to, be, to get to Celtic to beat these teams. Um, Europe's the one where potentially we could get caught out, but... Um, I'm confident moving forward. Yeah, um, I think as well. Obviously, we were at the game. We seen the lineup. I didn't spend too much time on my my phone really because I, again, you're trying to take it all in. We were at a new stadium and whatever else, and we weren't aware there was a sickness within the camp. So when you seen the, you kind of see the starting lineup. You're kind of you're kind of confused. You're like, what way? I don't understand why we would even consider starting with something like that so close to. Next next week, because a lot of people would said the starting eleven was going to be what you would expect to see on Saturday. But obviously, I I, I'm, I agree with me. I don't think you'll see the back two line up with each other again, unless it's maybe a lesser game in a cup, um, for example. But you, you, again, you have to give the team credit for the way they reacted in the second half, and that's probably something I didn't do in my post matches. That you have to give them credit for that. Um, it was a it was a, a decent performance in the second half. There was definite improvement there, um, but the first was was wasn't good at all. And I'll still stand by that it wasn't great. Uh, we'll move on to players, Stevie. Um, there's a lot of players to talk about, mate. To be fair, and say there's as I mentioned, still one more to come. Who's been your pick out so far? Who's the one that you are you're most impressed with? I think the obvious answer is Sam Lammers with regard to you know new signings and what we've seen, but we haven't seen enough of, or basically anyone really to make a proper yeah. judgment. We've seen cameos 60 minutes maybe here and there. The front two aren't up to speed, but I can tell you probably like every other Rangers fan, when Danilo trapped that high ball oh, and yes. he touched like an absolute angel, every single one of us <laughs> went, oh wow, this boy's <laughs> going to be good. So instantly, yeah. you know, that fits into my, you know, give them 10 minutes before I judge them routine that I instantly thought this, this guy's going to, going to be exceptional. So, you know, we're excited about that one. I think we're excited, obviously, to see Dessers, but Lammers has been the one that, that's that's kind of shone the brightest in pre-season from the new guys. I think Dowell's had a fairly decent pre-season. He looks like he's got something with him. And it wasn't a coincidence that when we came on, we kind of had a wee bit more impetus on at the weekend, although I thought Ryan Jack had a lot to do with that as well. Um, all players that are already here, I think positively John Suter's been fabulous. You know, he was actually on his way to Germany and when Michael Beale talked about players being sick on the bus and having to go back. That was actually him. I wasn't too sure. I didn't find that out until a couple of days ago. I wasn't too sure because the press reported that they had spoken to him over there, which was a bit strange. So I didn't really know what had happened or what how that went on. But I assumed he'd went over there and he was maybe sick, but he wasn't. But he's absolutely fine. So he'll, he'll play. And, and to be honest, 
boys, I'm not sure where you are in this, but John Suter starts when fit every day of the week for me. So 100%. I think he's a, a tremendous centre-half. He's a defender that defends first. And, you know, if it needs whipped away and it needs cleared away, he does that first, which I really like about him. So um, he's a he's a definite for me. He's been a real positive. And, and you know, I think Sam Lammer. So I like the look of Jack Butlin, you know, I think that we've we've only again seen cameos, but he made a lot of decent stops at the weekend. He kind of marshaled his defence quite well. There was a few moments where maybe you know there was one with Lundstrom. Maybe he should have came and he wasn't too sure. But that'll that'll come. The more he settles in and the more that he kind of gets used to the players around him and all that, then that'll all settle in. So I'm not too concerned about those wee moments. I think Jack will be a really good solid signing for us. But um, Aside to that, we we still need to see a wee bit more of the others before any kind of you know judgment can be made. But I'll go back to what I always said. You know, I really trust Michael Beale's eye, and I think that you know the players you've got in on paper, we've had a really good summer. You know, a really really good summer. But as we all know, nothing's won in paper, so it's what we do next. And and I agree with what Ali says. It goes a wee bit back to what we said at the start. Maybe it will take a while for these guys to go in before we properly see anything. So um, I'll have a cone, mate, if that's the ice cream van. Like, Honestly, mate, see this ice cream van up here? I've been close many a time to going out and going, mate, going to knock him back up here because your ice cream van sounds like it's breaking down. Uh, yes, I That's not Danilo driving that car, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'll check it. No, it's, it's not. 99. No, um, I like no. it. I like yeah, it. That was good, um, mate. No, but um, I, I think, you know, I think they're the ones that have, have been the the standouts as such, but um, as I said, it's not a that's not a case of writing the others off. I just think the Lammers has looked technically as a ten. I think he's looked sublime. His wee changes of feet, his header, the way he ghosted into that position. How many times last season did we sit and go? It's it's very static up front. Where's the runners? Well, that was a perfect time run. You know, mm-hmm. we maybe don't have that from midfield as such. The only person, ironically, that could maybe have made a run like that. Is Scott Arfield and he's now in America. So that type of player I think we're crying out for and I'm really looking forward to him seeing more of him, but I'm equally, equally looking forward to seeing the boys up front. I think, you know, especially Danilo has got the potential to be a special player. So it's not a case of writing anyone off or, you know, thinking that. I just think that Lammers has been the best one of the signings and I think that John Souter has, has been really bright as well. So... But it's positive. It's not. It's not a negative surrounding anyone. I've not looked at anyone and thought, you know, he doesn't look that great. So there's plenty of time yet. I'm looking forward to seeing all of them, and like Ali says as well, I'm looking forward to seeing how Michael Beale's going to fit them all in and how he's going to do it. Yeah, that's probably one of the main talking points I think as well um, is how he does manage to get all these these players into the one team, um, which again we'll come on to when we speak a wee bit more about tactics. Ali, for you, um, I can't really, again, disagree with what Stevie said. I think Lammers is the obvious one because he scored. Um, Again, that's always going to do him good. He scored in front of the fans. Um, So we've we've all seen it with our own eyes. I think Seema obviously got the goal in the game that was behind, I think it was behind closed doors, but obviously there was no major crowd at it. Um, So Seema got his goal there. But yeah, I can't, I think Dowell as well. I think if there's one that I'm not surprised by, but I thought he's he's just went about his business and done his job when he's when he's when he's been there, and I've never really had any complaint to make about him. Um, but John Suter, mate, I, I I think that's one that every Rangers fan is um, excited about, even though he's he's 
I see a new signing, he's not technically a new signing, you know what I mean, but he's been out for a considerable amount of time, but he's come back fitter, stronger, he looks good, and I think he's going to be a, a crucial part of us um, going forward. And if I'm being honest, mate, I, I didn't expect to like John Shooter as much as I did when we first signed him, but I'm, I'm, I am happily, happily surprised uh, that I am a, I'm becoming a big fan of him. Yeah, and we signed John Suter. I mean, I'd, I'd obviously go through Edinburgh my job quite a lot, and there's a lot of Hearts fans there that I speak to. And when we signed John Suter, I, I just seen John Suter. I thought he was just a guy, just a defender, really, that would go and deal with balls. And they went, no, he's, he can play with the ball at his feet. And well, obviously, I've seen that since he's came to Rangers, but I like Suter. He's obviously had personal issues last season. He had that injury that I've got to the bottom of, hopefully. Um, but when he came back the tail end of last season, Carney, I thought he was outstanding. Obviously, he had that blip at Parkhead, but he's human. Anything. That can happen to anyone, but um, he's a shining light for me. I, I was interested when Stevie said that, that he would play him, I'd assume, beside Goldson, because we've been talking about this as well. Connor Goldson's our main defender, and I've been saying it for He's been slagged for years down Paisley Road in the pubs I drink, and I've defended him, saying he is our best defender, Connor Goldson. Um, and when he wasn't there last season, Connor Goldson, you knew he wasn't there. He's a leader. And I, fe- I felt he's been babysitting to a point. It sounds quite bad. The left-sided centre-half. I think with Suter there, I don't think he has to worry about Suter. Suter can go about his own business. Suter, he's a leader for me. Suter, see when you see him in the park, can't And you see him drive with a ball out the, out the, the back line. I just I, I just like everything about John Suter. Um, and for me, it's it's um, it's Goldson and Suter. I don't know if Goldson's fit for the weekend. I seen him. I seen he was at the, the My Years Open training thing today. But um, they are my two centre halves going forward because Ben Davies and this isn't slagging Ben Davies. At times, I think he can look good, Ben Davies, but I just don't feel confident when at times. Carney, I think he's quite soft for a centre half at times. Doesn't deal with balls. John Souter will deal with a ball, um, and I agree with Steve. He's a positive. And the other one, as with every Rangers fans mentions, is, is Sam Lammers. He's got a bit of the. Joe Rebo about me, the way he can shuffle a ball at times. Um, he's been a shining light. The other guys, it's hard to it's hard to judge. A lot of fans have judged Seymour, including us. Um, yes, including you. Yes, including <laughs> us. Um, I mean, I, I when he brought him in, I thought he was the replacement for Sakala, an upgrade in Sakala, if you want to say, but he'll take time. He's, he's still young. He's not, I say he's young, he's 22, so um, we'll see what happens with him, but yeah, John. Talking about just John Sutter there, he's he plays for me beside beside Connor Goldson. Unless we go into the market and bring another left side centre half in. Yeah, Stevie, would you go along with that? That with the centre half pairing of choice, if both players are fully fit, it needs to be Goldson and Sutter that plays at the back. Obviously, we've seen Sutter quite a lot at the, the right centre half because Goldson's not been there, and um, which I mean might be a concern if you want to look at it as that. I think John Sutter's very capable of playing in the left left hand side of the defence, uh, but I think. I would. I, I have to agree with Ali. I'd much prefer he played the, over Davies at that left hand side because I, I feel like at least every two games Davies has got a bit of a bomb scare in him just now. I think my opinion on Ben Davies is is worldly known amongst the Rangers support, so I'm not going to go into it too much. But I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of Ben Davies. Um, again, I, you know. Something else that I really like about John Suter as well. See when you look at John Suter, John Suter's built. John Suter's like that. Yeah, he's you know, a tank. big chest, strong guy, right? And you look at him, you're not getting much change there. You know, you're not going to beat him physically. 
I'm not sure that Ben Davis, you look at him and you get the same feeling. I'm not sure that when any bog-standard Scottish striker, and I don't mean that disparagingly, I just mean that anyone looks at Ben Davis and thinks, don't really fancy the physical battle. They look at John Suter and they think, I don't fancy the physical battle because of who he is and the presence he has. And then you look next to him and you get Connor Goldson. You're not getting much change there. I'm like you, I think that a centre-half will come in, but I also think the caveat to that is that Ben Davis will have to go out because if you yeah. look at Leon King, Balligan, you know, Suter, and Gold, these boys aren't going anywhere. So Ben Davis is the one for me that's on a lot of money. He's probably got a, a potential value there in England. I'm quite sure that, that Ben Davis will, will move on if there's a suitable bid for him. So... I still think there's room in there. I still think there's one or two. Much like the goalkeeper situation, if McCrory does go, then I'm pretty sure that we'll go into the market again. So there's there's one or two left, I think, business-wise to do. But I'm with I'm with Ali. I think Suter and Goldson is, is definitely the partnership. With regards to the left-hand side thing, I asked John Suter this a couple of months ago. Is he comfortable playing the left? 100% he said, not a problem for me. Now, we've maybe got a wee bit in our minds about that because we've seen him playing the left at Livingston and he had an absolute nightmare against Big yeah. Joe. However, the context to that is he had a broken foot that he picked up in the West Ham game and we didn't. it wasn't diagnosed by that fault, by that point. So he played as if he was injured and he, and he basically had a bit of a nightmare game. So... You look at when he came back and he played left-hand side at the end of last season, he was fine. He did have that mistake, as Ali said, at Parkhead, but there's, I still think there's context to that as well. I still think Jack Butland or a, another keeper gets that ball that he played back, even if it was slack, because I think McGregor maybe hesitated and he wasn't far enough out. So there's there's context everywhere. It's still his mistake. I'm not blaming Alan. I just think that maybe another a goalie would have been a couple of steps up and maybe could have got there. So... Suter was unlucky with that one, I think. Ben Davis, for me, we've covered that. I'm just, I'm not convinced. And if he was to move on, I, w- I wouldn't be entirely upset. So at this moment in time, it's it's Suter and Goldson for me. Then it's Balogun. It's Balogun next before I'm looking at, at Ben Davis, I'm afraid. So Ben Davis is nice on the ball, probably good against, you know, other teams in the league. But if you put him physically up there, I don't think he can handle it that well. So that's that's where I am. I agree with Ali. It's Suter and Goldson definitely this moment. And I, and I do think somebody else will come in. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the point's probably true that we would have to look to move him on in order to replace him. Uh, Davis, that is. And I think, I think I tried to see maybe something that wasn't quite there with Davis because I remember the boys were, we were doing a pod before and we were t- People are getting a bit of hard time. Scotia as well. He's like, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of him. I don't like what the way the way he handles himself on the pitch. And <clears throat> I think I was maybe trying to see something that wasn't there because I thought a left sided a left sided centre half is what we're looking for. So it's going to work. It's just going to work. So I convinced myself. But I have to agree that I would be picking. I'd be picking John Shooter and Goldson as my, my back two um, when, when both are fit. I don't think Goldson will play on Saturday. I don't I think it'll be too quick for him, especially on that plastic pitch. There's no... I think he will. You think so? Do you I actually? Think I think he will. It's Connor Goldson. He, he wants to play every single game. He trained fully today, back and forth training. I think Connor Goldson plays. Oh, that gives me the fear. European games, three, four days later, he'll play. 
Like I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, main pretty sure of that. You know, we'll find out, obviously. But mm. I, if I was a betting man, which I haven't, but if I was, I would be sticking fifty p on Connor Goldson starting on Saturday. Fifty p? You that confident? <laughs> hey, mate, I've got a, I've got a wife. She controls the purse strings, my man. So, That's uh, just the fifty p you found down the back of the couch, mate. I'll, st- I'll stick that on Connor. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Ali, what? what I it's a bold one, I think. Golden to play on Saturday. I, I'm not 100 sure if he will. But look, we all know what Connor Golden is like. He has said like I'm going to be out for six months, and two weeks later he's going. I'm fit, gaffer. I can play. Uh, but would you risk him on that park? I agree with Stevie. I think he want to play. Remember when he was out last season and he, he, yeah. he came back a lot quicker than anyone thought, and he was straight in there. And he's a, he's a guy, Connor Golden, that similar to. A Kamar roof, if you want to say, when he's out and he comes back and he hits the ground running. Um, so, I'd, I'd, yeah, I've seen him and he's been in the pre season videos. You've seen him in the training. He was there today at Ibrooks. I think he'll want to play. I really do, Carney. And the way our centre halves, the way we've been defending pre season, Connor Goldson's a must for me. Um, because Rugby Park's one of the grounds and it's always been tricky for us over the years. We never really go down there and batter Kilmarnock. Um, but if we get Connor Goldson and John Sutter as our centre half pairing, because the fullbacks haven't been clever in pre-season, I'll be I'll be more confident going into it. I'm confident going against Kilmarnock, but Connor yeah. Goldson for me is one of our main men in that team, so I'd be delighted to see him there. I think it would give us a not a lift. I don't think we need a lift. That's probably the bit of security in the back. <laughs> yeah, a bit of security would very much make you feel more secure. We'll stick with the the back line since we're there. Stevie, one of the biggest criticisms tactically, I think, for Rangers has been the cross ball over the top. Uh, I don't think either um, fullback has covered himself in any real glory. Um, Yelmaz, to an extent, because he, he was caught out maybe once or twice during preseason, uh, but especially for me, Barisic and Tavernier. Um, What's your take on the fullbacks, mate, and who's your starting left back going into the new season? Oof. Starting left back going into the new season is Yomas, but it's a it's a, a flick of that fifty pence that I'm about to put on Connor Goldson <laughs> because they both they both been poor at times. The issue I've got is I, I like Borna Barisic, right? And I think he's been a good sign in pound for pound, what, 1.5, 1.8 million, whatever he was. I think he's done a really good job. However, Borna Barisic that arrived at Rangers, that free-flowing attacking left-back that used to power down that line, is no longer here. The Borna Barisic we have is one that goes 20 yards and turns back and passes it back to centre-half. Last week against Olympiacos, 20 minutes into the game, he done it, and he got to the halfway line, shuffled back and played it back, and the whole stadium groaned. And I think we've now all got to the point with Borna Barisic is we're just a wee bit fed up. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> that comes with him being a mainstay for five years and the fact that we spent so much on Neomaz, people want to see more of him. So I don't think Red Vans looked particularly clever at all in pre-season. I thought he was at fault two two times at Costa's ago on Saturday. Yep. He was at fault another time, just after half-time, which Balogun got us out of. And I thought he wasn't that clever against Olympiacos for the third goal either. So he's had a bit of a tough pre-season, which makes me think that Beal will possibly, possibly go for Borna when it comes to Saturday. If it's me personally, 
I would stick with Red Van and play through it because you need to give this boy 20 games to see where he gets to. We cannot spend three, four million, potentially six on a boy and write him off in pre-season. He looked okay last year. He looked solid enough-ish. I've still got reservations, but Red Van starts for me because I want to give him a run to see where we take him, you know, and see where he takes us, basically. Can't write him off after a couple of mistakes. I think, personally, for me, I think Borna's run his race. I think he's been a great servant. You know, I'm not going to go down the route of criticising him because what we bought him for. I just think there's too much baggage. There's too many mistakes. There's too many moments. I now think he's almost scared to make that run that he used to do. A lot of the times he has it on the left, now he's just flinging it in. It's not as controlled as it used to be. So... Red Van it is for me, and it's still, listen, it's still Tav at right back, and I think Tav has been really slow this preseason, especially defensively. I thought on Saturday he was all over the place against Hoffenheim, but Tav is your top scorer in preseason, and then in that game on Saturday, he still scores an assist. So, and people are going to say, yeah, you know, he takes a penalty, he's not, he's still got to score the penalties, so... You know, I get it. I get the viewpoint that if you had somebody stronger in there, then we wouldn't concede and everything else. I get that. But you're then taking 20, 30 goal involvements away as well. So there's a lot a lot to decipher in the argument for Tav. But for me, he still stays there. And then Dujon Sterling comes right into the mix for both positions. Yeah. Because, you know, he we haven't seen enough of him. But he's going to push for that. So we, we still have that potential there. I see him as a bit of a kind of Flanagan type where he can play both sides and he might come in and, and do really well and possibly stay in the team. So, you know, it's an interesting one, but it's still, it's still for me, it's an area of concern, both sides. I think that's completely reasonable. Whether or not it's fair, I'm not sure, but it's, it's definitely reasonable in my eyes. I'm a wee bit concerned about about that but the shape on Saturday wasn't right and they just got bombarded all the time there was no support he fixed it in the second half if you notice that didn't happen so um, you know I'm hoping that Beal that was one of the positives that Beal actually fixed it on Saturday and it maybe went a wee bit under under um, understated that he actually fixed it we finished the game with Jack and Lundstrom at centre half which <laughs> Think the, the kind of problems we had out there, but yeah, for fullback for me, boys, that's that's where I'm going. Yeah, <clears throat> Ali, I think, um, I think I agree. I think it has to be Yilmaz, um, going forward because he, he needs he needs a sustained run in the team and he has to try and play through it because he has looked ropey at times. <clears throat> and I also think if if it happens and Connor Goldson plays and then and also in the same lineup, it's Barisic. He's like giving you with one hand and taking away with the other. I'm the same with Barisic. I don't, I can't criticise the guy too much for what he's done for us and what we paid for him as well. But I, I can't, I can't no longer, I can no longer pretend it's okay the way that he, he decides to play, the way that he decides to play the game now. Um, he's very much playing within his own head and. We're, we're all kind of sick of the sight of him. It's probably too harsh. I don't mean it like that. Um, but I, I just believe it's it's time now for the change to happen for Yilmaz to get a, a sustained run in the team. And also, I agree, I mean, people will hate it. I, I sing Tav's praises quite a lot because 
Others will let you believe that Rangers only get penalties, penalties because of Mason refs, mate. But we, it's the way we play football and how we play football and how we break into the box that usually gets us the penalties. Uh, and Tav is he's cru- he's crucial for us. Um, and see, even what Steve just said, he still wasn't great, and he still hasn't been great pre-season. But he finishes the game on Saturday with a goal and a, a goal and a, and, a, and an assist. Even easy for me to say. For you, mate, I think I know the answer, but it's going to need to be Tav and Yilmaz going forward. Yeah, Tav, definitely. <clears throat> what he offers you offensively, as Stevie said, that's scored a goal at the weekend and, and assisted as well for uh, for Lammer's goal. Ah, he's not clever at the back. We all know he's not clever at the back at times. If, if Tav was clever at the back, he wouldn't be at Rangers, let's be honest about it. <laughs> um, and the left-back situation for me, but Barris was probably one of our best players last season. I know we didn't have a great season last season. <laughs> um, Yilmaz, for me, I'm on. The, I know Ryan likes him. I've spent money on him. I'm on the fence with Yilmaz. At times, I look at him and think, I can, I can see something in you going forward. And then by the back, he just again, he doesn't look clever. Saturday, I thought he was shocking, Carney. Um, I don't know what we do with him. For me, you need to persist with Yilmaz because we have spent that money on him. We, we need to give him a go. We can't we can't bring him in if he has a bad game and take him out. We need to give him a run in the team. The only one I thought, Carney, and Stevie's kind of said it a wee bit there, and I've said it to, to us, was if the two left-backs aren't... If we go in the next three games, for instance, and the two left-backs are still in the form they're in, I think Dujon Sterling might find us, find us a way into that left-back slot. And if he does, what does that say for our left backs going forward? Because um, Dujon Sterling is a is a right back. You want to say? I know he is a more he is a kind of utility player. He has said he can play uh, left back as well. But I could see him going across there if Barisic and Yilmaz continue to have poor form. But I would stick with Yilmaz. Um, Yilmaz starts for me on. Saturday, but I would not be shocked if Bonavarisic appears on that team sheet. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, in case you don't know, Stevie Ryan that does a pod with is not a fan of Bonavarisic at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, he's really not, but I, I, I just... I think he has to persist with, with Yilmaz, I really do. I just think it, it's we're getting to the point where if it's not now, then when's it going to be? It, it has to be now. It does have to be now. Uh, but it's uh, it's one to keep an eye on for sure. We'll move into the midfield. We kind of spoke about most of the midfielders, um, I think, who we expect to be um, our kind of regular starters. I think we could agree Raskin's probably always going to be there. Cantwell, the other one, the other position's probably up for um, debate amongst um, Rangers fans. Uh, Stevie, I want to ask you first, obviously, about Sifuentes coming in. Again, do you think he walks into this team? Do you think Bill has got so much invested in him in terms of how long this deal's taken to get over the line that Bill's clearly picked him out? Um, he's clearly picked him out that he wants to come in. Do you think he's a, a kind of the the last piece of the jigsaw, if you like, for the midfield? And also at the end of that, mate, if you can answer. Um, I think Cantwell's getting pl- forced to play a wee bit too deep just now. I know it's pre-season, but I'm just going on the things that I've seen, and I do prefer him a bit further forward. But I think with Rask and the Fuentes there, that might allow him to do so. On Fuentes, I think, yeah, he's definitely the last piece of jigsaw midfield-wise. I think that's fair to say. I don't think he walks into the team. Not immediately, but I think he will become a mainstay. I think that's quite clear, given, you know, 
he's going to take time to acclimatise in the country. He's missed pre-season, but he's trained over there. So, but he's yeah. missed it with us. So that kind of, you know, that'll stop him immediately walking into the team, especially with Europe and stuff being right there. Can't see him being flung in. I can see him getting 20 minutes here and there, but I don't see him. I think maybe he'll start at, maybe at home in the cup game, Morton, maybe he'll play there. So I think that's when you'll maybe start to see him break in the team. But yeah, I mean, he's a ball carrier. You know, he's a powerful player. He's, he's one that makes key passes and stuff like that. He's not much of a goal threat. So I'm going to be interested to see how he shapes that because I'm like you, I think Cantwell, when he's on the right side, it kind of takes a wee bit away from him. And I'm not sure that he's so adept at kind of tracking back as well. So I think, you know, that was an issue. It's going to be interesting. Does he play with two tens? Will he put Lammers and Cantwell up there and then just have one number nine, which is an interesting idea? Or does he go a base three and Cantwell plays right? So the shape of what he's doing is, is interesting. Raskin's going to play and has to play every single week. Raskin is the 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 jewel in the crown, if you like. And I, I think we're lucky if, if we see one or two seasons out of him because the interest in him, already know that Eddie Howe in Newcastle asked about him after that friendly, and that was based on 30 minutes. So that's already, you know, interest or, or people saying that he's he's going to be a good player and stuff like that. He's got to play every week. I think Cantwell, when he's in the form he was at the end of last season, has to play. The difficulty Cantwell's got is he was in a team that was basically duff, so he's always going to shine. The mm, difficulty sure. he's got now is he's surrounded by better players. He's got to try and kick on and shine again in that. So that's not as difficult. That's his challenge as such. He's going to start on the basis of last year. It's who else is in. For me, it's a it's a straight toss up between Kendall and Jack and Ryan Jack. And and at this moment in time, heading to Kilmarnock and heading into Europe, I'm going Ryan Jack. So I'm not sure surface wise that will maybe suit him as such. That might slightly change it. But Ryan Jack for me adds. A, a, a degree of control to the midfield on Saturday. He made a huge difference when he came on just to steady the ship. He covers, he's, he's clever tactically. He knows when to foul. He knows when to hold our position together. And I think that maybe Raskin's slightly too young and, and not got to grips with that to be our six at this moment in time. He will be in some games, but other games he's seen on Saturday, maybe he's not. You know, I'm speculating a wee bit, but maybe he's not quite ready for that. So I'd like to see maybe Raskin, Jack, Cantwell for Saturday. But I think over time, that then becomes Raskin, Sifuentes, Cantwell. How he shapes it and gets the best out of them is Beal's challenge. While Sifuentes and Raskin sit, allowing Cantwell to go further forward, then are you a bit narrow? All these questions. So what he does have now is options. I think negatively, if you were looking for that, I think John Lundstrom finds himself in a real battle to get a place in the team. Um, I'm not saying he won't play games, but I thought on Saturday in the first half he got completely run over in midfield. He doesn't have the pace for that kind of game. Ironically, when he went to centre-back, he was much more comfortable because he's not forced to chase and things like that. So only my opinion, if there's six central midfielders in there, if you're talking about Dowell, Sifuentes, um, Raskin, Cantwell, Ryan Jack and John Lundstrom, I think John Lundstrom for me is right at the back of the queue. 
So he really needs to pick up and, and try and kind of kick on. That's not even before. I mean, where's where's Yanis Hadji going to fit in? So there's still yeah. a lot, there's still a lot to do in our squad. But on Saturday, I'm going Ryan Jack, Todd Cantwell, and Nico Raskin. Shape wise, probably Jack sitting, Raskin left, and, and Cantwell right. And I think you know that familiarity that you know Ryan Jack knowing as well. You know, you get 60 minutes out of Ryan Jack, bring on Kieran Dowell. I think that might yeah. work. That's that's where I'm going. But an answer to the question right at the very start, Sifuentes, for me, will come in if he hits the ground running. But I'd be inclined to say that that's more six weeks down the line than it being immediately walking into the team. Yeah. Um, Stevie's picked probably my midfield. Ali, I'm not going to lie. Um, Ryan Jack's in it. I mean, I'm always going to be happy when somebody picks Ryan Jack. Uh <clears throat> but I agree, and I think John Lundstrom has become a bit of a, a talking point amongst us, mate, um, on the podcast. I am beginning to struggle to see if there is a, a real future for Lundstrom at Rangers now. I think his form and his his legs almost at times. I mean, we've seen that he was like the best on the bleep test, but it doesn't doesn't really look it, and I, I don't think he's got the pace in order to be able to keep up, because I think a lot of the time Bill's going to be very attacking uh, and I, I, I am beginning to struggle to see a, a, a place for him within the team um, What's your midfield for um, Saturday, mate? Um, do you agree that Sifuentes will take a wee bit of time, and also what's your thoughts on Lundstrom and Cantwell, actually, I forgot we were talking about him uh, well, you can t- What do you think about Cantwell? I think he has been a wee bit too deep though yeah, midfield for the weekend. <clears throat> I agree. I agree with you two boys. It's it's Jack um, Raskin and um, Cantwell for me. John Lundstrom. Oh, I'm fed up with John Lundstrom. I'm being honest. <laughs> Sounds bad because we had that good six months um, going to Europa League final. That, but for me, he slows his he slows us down too much. Wants too much time in the ball against um, Olympiacos when he played. I thought he was shocking when he came in the park. I really did. I thought he was shocking. Um, he's down the pecking order for me. I'd look to move John Lundstrom on if I could. That's easier said than done, moving guys off the books. But I, I would look to move him on. I think he's got a year left in his contract, Lundstrom. But I'd look to move him on. I, for me, he doesn't get in that team. He doesn't get near that team for me, especially with Sifuentes uh, coming in. Um, so, yeah, Jack Jack Raskin and, and, um, and Cantwell for me. Sifuentes is a difficult one. I've not... I've, I've seen obviously the YouTube clips, and I mean everybody looks great on YouTube, um, but I'd need to see him in the flesh. I, I don't think I don't think he'll walk in the team like like um, I agree with Stevie. I, I think he'll be sort of probably 20, 20, 15 minutes now and again start the cup game against Morton. But I think he ultimately will be in that team, Carney, going forward because he looks like he's got energy as well. We need energy in that middle of the park. John Lundstrom, for me, doesn't have energy and he drags, unfortunately, he drags us down. Yeah, um, I agree. I do agree. Um, again, I'm a, I'm a, I love John Lundstrom. Um, I, I did, and I've just not seen it in too long. And he's got previous for it when it happened um, at Sheffield United. That happened to him. He had a bit of a storm on, and then he just kind of fell away from it. Um, hence, probably the reason why he ended up coming playing for Rangers. But for right now, and for who we are bringing in and who we've recruited in the shape and the the pace that he wants to to move, Bill. Um, I think he's going to want to move the ball quite quickly. 
I don't think Lundstrom's necessarily good for that, but you could be good for it in other situations when we're trying to hold on to a, a lead or whatever in Champions League games. So there could still be a place for him, but he is he's very much right down the pecking order for me in uh, pre-season. Really didn't change my opinion of that. Um, Stephen, before we get out of here, we'll look a wee bit, we'll look forward as much as we can. We'll use, use your magic crystal ball, mate, that you've got that we all know you have, um, the one that you stole off of Fabrizio Romano, mate. Uh, but that's okay. It's between us, mate. That's between us. Um, what do you? It's crucial, I think, for for Rangers to get off to a, a, a winning start. I, I think the performance at Rugby Park is going to be a tough one to judge due to the pitch. Um, the, the, we all know really what to expect from Kamarnock, but I think crucially, mate, we just have to win now, and I think that's the big thing we have to do as well going into the the following week for the UEFA Champions League qualifier. Yeah, first of all, Fabrizio Romano wears Stevie Clifford pajamas. <laughs> so, uh, he, he wants to have the, the knowledge of Rangers. Nah, I don't see this. It's like he's a goat. We know that. But uh, all joking aside, like, as I said to you, right, I think right at the very start, and I was talking to Ali and, and you about this, that I'm not really bothered how the results come in the first six weeks or so. They just have to come. And if, if we manage to get to that, you know, international break and, and we're through in the cup and we've won four league games and we've negotiated the Champions League, then I don't care in the slightest how we do it. And that's that's the blunt, honest truth. In three months' time, I want us to be playing slick football and hit the ground running and getting results and burying teams. I get all that. If you give me an opportunity to win 2-1 at Kilmarnock and it be scrappy and, you know, not good for the heart rate, I'm still taking three points. I'm still taking it. And that's the, that's the ultimate truth of where we are. It's going to take time. We're going to have to be patient. Every single one of us wanted a refresh. We'd had enough of that squad. Well, it's here. We need to embrace it. I think it will come. I'm I'm quietly, you know, confident in what we've done and where we're going. I'm not going to shout about it because I know what happens when you start doing that. But <laughs> um, I think we'll be okay. I'm hopeful that we'll be okay. I think the players will come in. It'll, it'll turn out well as well. I think I've seen enough from Michael Beale to be confident that he knows what he's doing tactically as well. So... I am backing us to start well. That doesn't mean that I think that in Europe we'll sail through or anything like that. Europe, for me, is a toss of the coin. It can go either way. You know, Genk and Survey, I think, you know, we they're playing maybe tonight. I'm not even sure what game that tomorrow is. Night. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow, yeah. um, that, you know, either one of those teams could cause us issues, even though we'd probably all sit here and go, I'd back us to win that game. We would. But it could be another situation where you win, you know, at home and then you go away and you get beat and it's enough to go through. It might be situations like that, you know, just while we bed this in and get going. I think we'd all take that at this moment in time as well. So I don't think it's necessarily going to be free-flowing and pretty and everything's going to click into place, and I don't think it needs to. I think the most important thing is we progress. You get the four wins in the league. That's a must. You know, I know that the fourth game is against them, but before we get there, we've got tricky away games. Ross County and Kilmarnock will not let us win easily. So we need to earn those the right to win that. We've got a tough home game as well. So, you know, these are games that we need to win. The European games will be huge for us as well. But I'm honestly, boys, at this moment in time, it doesn't matter how it looks to me. I'm not going to judge it. The only thing that matters at Rangers, and I consistently say it, is winning. The rest can come. Just get the points on the board. Get off to a good start. Confidence will flow. The support will start to feel better. We'll all start to calm down a wee bit. And then everything else will follow. So, you know, 
for me, that's where I said at the very start. The only thing that matters at quarter past five is we're ready on Saturday, and I'm I'm hopeful that we will be. Yeah, um, Stevie, uh, sorry, Fabrizio, I mean, Stevie is correct, mate, about what he was saying. And it's not good news for yourself and I, Ali, that we're going to have to be patient. But look, he is absolutely spot on. This team needs to gel. We all screamed for this. We all screamed for the change to happen. It has happened and is continuing to happen. And at the end of the day, three points, not the road Rangers on Saturday. That's all we need. Yeah, I, I agree with Steve. We, we need to win all our league games up to that old firm game and then win that old firm game. I always think the first old, old firm uh, game of the season, if you can win that game and go ahead of your rivals, it's an advantage, especially with that international break coming up too. It would give us a right boost um, going into that international break, knowing that we're ahead in that league title race. I could see a bump in the road somewhere, can I? I think that might be Europe somewhere. It's going to be dodgy to get into this Champions League um, group stages. The only thing is, um, we are guaranteed Europa League group stages, which is not, which isn't a disaster for us if we go into that this season. It isn't. Uh, ideally, you want to get into Champions League with all the big teams, etc. But if we drop into Europa League, I, I don't think the Rangers fans will be too too upset. Basically, Carney, if if we fall into Europa League, I think we could hit a bump there with a the team until it gels and until we get into a rhythm. I think we might. Hit, I hope we don't, but I could potentially see that. In the league, though, we need to win these games. Um, tricky games, but winnable games. We should be going to these grounds. Um, I'll come on it as a tricky game historically for us. Ross County, we should be, we should be winning up at Dingwall. Um, and Livingston at Ibrox, we should be winning there too. So it should be nine points for me before Celtic come to, to Ibrox on the, the 3rd of September. And hopefully after that, um, we should be in front of the league. But that's what I'm hoping for. I know football uh, doesn't work that way. <laughs> it doesn't, but you, 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 yeah, you've kind of, you've, you've kind of reassured me almost there, mate, by saying all that. Um, I, I believe this team will work. I believe it will work under Bill. Uh, I think he will. He'll find find a way to get the best out of all these players, but it will be a matter of just patience and right now it's going to be very much a results based game I still think we'll see flashes of things that will keep us motivated and keep us positive about Bill going forward but right now it's it's all about it's all about winning, it's all about winning and they say all roads now lead to Rugby Park that will do us for tonight gentlemen, Ali before I say goodbye to Stevie, thanks very much mate, I'll speak to you on Friday No problem, you won't speak to me on Friday can you unfortunately um, Well you're not here on Friday no, you're not I'm away, well, maybe oh, right. when I was talking to him, I'm away in the Waverly Lane Friday night, can't I? So. Oh, so you are. God, you told me that. You told me that. <laughs> so, yeah, so I've got a pass for Friday night. Um, I've used one of Ryan's passes, but um, I will be on the po- I will be on the post-match for, um, hopefully, and I'm um, confident of a Rangers win on Saturday. Yeah, uh, yeah, you did tell me that, mate. Generally, you did. I just uh, I don't listen to you very often, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and for making these third appearance, I think now, if you include the, the, the charity podcast uh, that we've done. Um, Stevie, thank you so much, mate, for coming on. It's always a real pleasure, mate, to sit and have a, a chat with you about all things Rangers, mate. And I'm sure it won't be the last time this season, mate, that me and you, are, me and you at least are having a conversation about Rangers. I wouldn't have thought so, mate. Um, delighted to be asked to come back on, so I really appreciate it. Incidentally, before we go, on Saturday, I'm going Lammers, Danilo and Dessers. I'm putting, oh, them, all in. I'm putting <laughs> them all in and I'm going for it. See, when you spend that amount of money on these guys, I'm putting them straight in. Lammers has shown enough. See that touch from Danilo from this guy we talked about? I'm playing him anyway. He can do whatever he wants from now on. Number 99, he's straight in for me. 
And Dessers, I think, needs a game time and stuff as well. We saw yeah. enough of him in that wee glimpse of the penalty win to see what he's going to bring. So I'm throwing them all straight in. Dima um, can come off the bench. He'll be a handy substitute. And then, you know, we'll go from there. But these boys need the game time as well. So, yep, I'm throwing them all in. And, and like Ali, I'm hopeful that, you know, Robbie Pat will be tricky and don't want to sit here and be overconfident and cocky and then it throws it back in our face. But I mean, if these are the games that we need to go and win, it'd be nice to go and win and do it in a wee bit of style and, and, and do it comfortably. But three points, as I said, is the most important thing. So that's my Saturday lineup complete. Um, and as I said, it was brilliant to come on, Ali, Scott, you know, always good to talk about Rangers and have a laugh into it. The last five minutes, if people have been hearing a bang, it's because my dog has literally walked into the door, right, the last five minutes because I've clicked it shut, so she's trying to push it open. Right. I had to mute it and tell her to shush because she's been barking and all sorts, so <laughs> if he's heard any of that, I apologise. So, um, yeah, just usual in this house. Yeah, well, sorry, mate. I've got an ice cream van trying to ruin, trying to ruin my recording, mate, so I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, that's my front three. Ali, is that your front three? Yes. Yeah, Danilo has to start on Saturday. He has to has start, to start. Yeah. Um, You don't pay all that money for a guy. To, and he's been playing pre-season with, with Farnard, so, um, yeah. yes, that is my front three for Saturday as well. Yeah, well, yeah, I... Uh, give him the ball. That's it. Exactly. Give him the ball. Uh, I told you Stevie was going to see us through this podcast, mate. I completely forgot to get to the front line, but I told you he would carry us. I told you he would. Uh, no, that's been that's been brilliant. And yeah, all roads with the um, Robbie Park now. I'm presuming if one of the other guys is free, we will be back with Club Live on Friday. But I will need to confirm that when I when I come off this recording to make sure that we are back on Friday. Uh, but yes, I'm hoping that we should be. So until then, um, thank you for tuning in, everybody. Really do appreciate it. Please like and subscribe. All the usual stuff. Check out Stevie. I know he's already. You already do, but full lads had a dream everywhere. Obviously, his blogs as well. Generally, the best at it as far as I'm concerned. And yeah, we will hopefully be back on Friday. Uh, we are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Cheers, everybody. Hey.